you are listening to the Spine Whisperers podcast. Please know that our doctors are here to only educate, not diagnose on this podcast. If you have any questions, please feel free to find us at www.mfwellness.org. Hey, thanks for tuning in and listening to this Spine Whisperer podcast. Myself, Dr. Brad, Dr. Josh. Hello. Um, welcome back. So thanks very much. I've been uh, I've missed being in here and doing my thing and generally uh, degrading the process. Well, I feel like, it's been like a month. We yeah. did oh, yeah. we did give you props for the last time sitting that one out so that it's um, true. It was hard. I was outside the door. Uh, ear, ear to the door, I and listening. I was underneath the door, sliding papers underneath the door, trying to make you guys laugh. Uh, all, all the words that were on the podcast were actually Dr. Josh feeding a script. It's true. So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about different ways to learn. Uh, there's four general ways that people learn the best. There's an acronym, VARC. Oh my God. Visual, auditory. Reading and kinesthetic, kinesthetic, mm. Vark, bro, Vark, Vark. So with the visual portion of learning, you're really going to find, you know, uh, someone writing stuff on the chalkboard, looking at different diagrams, pie charts, nice. not necessarily watching movies or like slideshows. Yeah, I thought that was interesting when I was reading through that. That, like you said, maps, graphs, diagrams, charts, but visual learners don't really necessarily gravitate to photos and videos. Mm-hmm. I, I always kind of lump that into yeah. visual learning. You know, And when you look at that, it could be that it's more visualization, meaning, you know, how do I get from point A to point B with X amount of things? And it's like, well, how, how can I visualize that? What, how do I separate that out? So visualization learners have more more visual input, and that's really how they learn. As someone explains something, mm-hmm. drawing not a photo but a diagram of how you get from point A to point B. Yeah, making a model of it. Yeah, yeah, so that's... V, it's the V and Vark. Yeah. Not V, the TV show from oh, the Oh, man, that was great. I still have one of those um, tapes from Blockbuster Video. Do you? Yeah, what? I forgot to return it, and then they went out so of business. You could just find a, a It's like player, V, be... you know, the first tape. Yeah. There's like 27. It was episodes. the talk of the town for a long time. It it's weird. like, hey, have you seen V? Then have they tried to bring out another one, right? Yeah, yeah and it, it so failed. Stupid, yeah. Horribly, yeah. It's like, yeah, we get it, reptiles. But by then, people have moved on. Secret, secret rep- reptiles. Yeah, right? secret reptiles. Now yeah. they're under mummies. Zombies, I guess, now. And the makeup artists on those, you know? It's terrible. Where do they get their lasers from? Their, their, their guns, their laser guns. Mm. You mean the by special the effects? Place, yeah. the same place we got our laser. Oh. You know? Oh, okay. Light Force? Yeah. You think they, back in the 80s, before right. they did therapy before lasers, they were making prop lasers? Yeah. I'm giving you props, bro. Nice, bro. So, A, and that is auditory learning style. So, it's kind of like it sounds. So, mm-hmm. these individuals learn best by hearing it. Right. So, they enjoy lectures and they get a lot out of lectures. But also, in addition to that, what they find is that they, they actually get a lot of learning from actually speaking it repeating what they've learned mm-hmm. so it's not only taking in auditory but them also regurgitating that i guess you would say uh, that information as well they do really well in group discussions because they can kind of bounce these ideas off of other people 
group studying is probably where they do well also because they're hearing, oh, yeah. they're hearing it not only from the instructor, but when they're studying with a group, they're hearing it from other individuals and they can also in the same manner present that information to their peers. So that's auditory learning. So that's the A in VARC. I'm the K. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to do the We're R? We're skipping the R. We're skipping the R. Yeah. We're skipping the R. You're... We'll go oh, K. Yeah, no, yeah. No. yeah, we could do it backwards. So, no, no, no. I We're not the guy to make up the First answer. of all, we're not going to do it backwards. He might not be listening. <laughs> or, maybe, maybe it's spelled V-A-R-K-R-K. Yeah. Maybe we just go to his house and beat him up. Tell him we're changing it. So the R is reading and writing. The information that you get and the way that you learn with reading and writing is you basically write out your notes. You have a study guide and you read the chapter or read the lecture or read the information, digest it, mm. write it out. That's really the way I like to study as a side note. I like to go through and say it in my head, write it out, and then go through and see if I can't regurgitate that. So reading and writing, uh, for me, is is the way to go. So, okay. <laughs> nice. So the last group that we're going to kind of cover is the kinesthetic learners. And these um, these types of persons like to do the thing. So if you're trying to teach them you know, how to take something apart or put something together, they're going to be best when you just let them at it. You know, like, go ahead and use that and break it, you know, and then we'll figure out how to put it back together, and then you'll understand it better than a diagram would, better than somebody else telling them about it would. You know, a lot of times, um, as young people progress through the stages of learning, we get a lot of them in here who are very kinesthetic learners. So we're talking about bones, we're talking about health. You know, we've always got, you know, coming to the office, there's bones everywhere. There's model bones everywhere. We have, you know, touch this, look at this. We show them, we make them do the thing to help them learn. And um, I, I think it's pretty successful. We've had people come back after years and they still kind of understand what the, what the heck we're doing here. They have questions about it. And especially young people, it really seems to get them engaged. And I really enjoy it. That's probably the type of learning that I do best. You know, I'm, I don't understand something until I've broken it, you know, and then try to put it back together or built it and it failed horribly. And then I built it the third time and it's great. But that's because I've, I've made my peace with the fact that the first time I build anything, it's gonna be wrong. But it's way better for me. I seem to get the most value out of um, doing the thing, and that I know, Dr. Mario, you're the same way. It's like, it's just that type of learning. Just it's just that like you're already into it. You know, let's yeah. go. Like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm definitely that, and a little bit to a degree the reading and writing, mm -hmm. also because I've done that before where I just kind of like I have the notes, but then maybe I have the textbook and I mm -hmm. rewrite some of the stuff. So I do that as well. But I would say kinesthetic to a higher degree. But I was just thinking about the course courses that I've taught and how, right. I, I was gonna how ask. all of those are incorporated. The visual, of course. Uh, well, even your, a lot of the textbooks have diagrams and charts and oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's study groups. And yeah, group discussions. I have them uh, break up into groups for projects. And then, of course, with the labs, mm -hmm. that's your kinesthetic. Yeah. They all get their that's hands gotta on That's got to be some everything. cool tech. So for those of you who don't know, Dr. Maurer is actually a doctor professor, and he uh, he's an adjunct professor yep. uh, over at Maryville University. He teaches the biomechanics, which is... Biomechanics, kinesiology. Yeah, yes. and kinesiology, which is one of the most... It incorporates so many different fields of study. It's yeah. physics, it's biology, it's engineering. It's just, it's the coolest thing in the world. All of my sons have so far expressed interest in being different types of engineers. And I keep trying to tell them about how the body, the more we have learned, especially the last 10 years about the body, 
it's just engineering and fixing people is an application of engineering. They're, they're not buying it so far. <laughs> they want they want to make rockets. They keep working on it. Yeah, but so do I. But yeah, everybody. Yeah, definitely incorporate all four of these to some degree mm -hmm. in both the lecture and the lab. Uh, the kinesthetic, of course, more in the lab setting. Oh yeah, man. But then the reading and writing, of course, that that falls into both both of those courses as well. So yeah. even when I'm not really thinking about it, I am incorporating all all, all these yeah. four major ones. And like we'll talk about here in maybe a minute, some psychologists have have come up with up to like 170 different yeah. learning styles. So we can oh yeah break this yeah. into a ton of different right. ones. These are the four major ones. I think we're going to talk about a yeah, few. Yeah, just others. to help parents that we take care of understand. You know, it has been my experience anyway that. Kids often don't learn the same way that their parents did. And so helping you guys kind of bridge that gap or just put you on the thought process. You know, you can you can research all of this till you're blue in the face. So we just want to kind of point out like, you know, they may not learn the same as you. So when you're doing homework or it's being taught a way that you're not familiar with, that's what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's difficult for us parents and for for people to understand that, hey, you're not getting it. Maybe. It's not me teaching it. It's it's the way that you're learning that needs to be changed. And people just like, if you keep hammering against something yeah. and you make no no gain, mm -hmm. you need to change people how you're approaching it. It is. It, it, stuff, it's yeah. so different from how it was when we were growing up. And then the kid gets you know? turned off to, to any type of learning and it's like... Yeah, right. Yeah. Might That's, just need a switch. Yeah. A switch in how it's presented. Yeah. Yeah, yeah or, or just a different person. Um, yeah. If Sarah is going over stuff with Landon and Chandler, Chandler likes to learn with Sarah, and Landon likes to learn with me. None of that, my none of my kids like to learn with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like no, Dad. I don't have any homework. I'm like, I know you have homework. Give Chan, Chandler just needs a, a gentler hand, uh, a more like, hey, look at it this way. Let's mm -hmm. let's go at it from a different way. Yeah. Like, uh, but Landon, and what do you like? Are you like no? No, <laughs> no this uh, I try. I try to be super sensitive. To I tell them the wrong needs. thing, so they have to come back and learn. Uh, but yeah, I, I only know how to teach one way, and that's the yeah. right way. That's right. What? Uh, the royal justice. I remember my mom and dad when we would work on stuff at home, and instead of just giving me the answer, mom would be like, "Okay, think about it this way," and then dad would be like. He would do exactly what I do. He would draw a parallel yeah. from like left field onto the thing that we're working on. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how does that get me to the end? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now, now being you know 43 years old, I get it. Now I get what he was trying to do. Mm. Just as a as an 11 year old, I had I could care less. Yeah. He junior year, I had chemistry honors chemistry with Miss Crewall, and page 133. Question seven was a question on converting molarity. And I did it, and my answer didn't match the answers in the back of the book, which if you, chemistry, or, or the same book sets that we did growing up, only the odd answers were in right. the back of the book, right? Right. So my answer didn't match. My answer didn't match. So I went and got my dad. He did it. He's like, oh, the answer in the back of the book is wrong. I'm like, there's no way the answer in the back of the book is wrong, Dad. It's a, it's a book. Like, it, it can't be right. So we tried to do it again. He's like, I'm not, I'm not, he's, I'm not messing around with this anymore, so. Went into school the next day. Ms. Crewall's like, hey, page 133, question seven is wrong. And I'm like, God, you know. <laughs> I never asked him for help again after that. He's like, how about that question? I'm like, I don't know. Oh, and so to this day, it's something we joke about. But yeah, it's crazy. You know? uh, but anything, anything that we can help you parents 
because as, as much as I would like to think kids listen to the podcast, they probably aren't. Yeah. As much as we can help your parents, like just to introduce these, you know, these are the different types of learning. If if they want to just close the book and talk about the problem, you know, teach it that way, or maybe build a model and yeah. model the problem out, or get a piece of paper and draw the problem out, or just instruct them. You know, and draw the, do it all the four ways as much as you can. And I bet, man, I bet you see some cool reactions. And, and sometimes it's having someone outside of the family help them as too. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Like a tutor situation. Absolutely. As they get older, their peers. So that's an option as well. Yeah. Yeah. You think about all the tutoring that used to happen back in the day, like the, the special tutors, not even that you were having right. trouble. Right. Not even that you were having trouble learning it. Right. It's just to help you and to get you to understand where you're going with the problems or the subject, mm-hmm. English, math, whatever you're doing. It's it's the special tutoring yeah. that allows you more of an insight, right? And it's just a and different way of teaching it. Like I, I was in, I was doing bio, biochem before I realized like, oh my God, if I just, I went to one study group because I really was having trouble with, um, it was uh, transfer RNA and its role in the Krebs cycle, like how exactly it works. It doesn't matter. But I went to the study group and I was like, holy cow, because they were doing it a different way. They were building models of it with the little plastic things. If you come into our office, you'll see I still have that model set. I have constructed an aspirin molecule just to do it. It's over in the pediatric area because kids like to chew on it. But that's where I got that. And I went to the study group and I was like, oh my God, it's a totally different way of learning. And I, and I, I fell in love with biochemistry all over again. It's just because I went to, yeah. if I had been going my whole career, I'd probably be an astronaut and sometimes you know people are like ah tutoring i don't know if, but if you think about athletics there's all these specialized oh, yeah. coaches now oh right? yeah you have a hitting coach you have a pitching coach you can kind of view it as the same yeah. thing this tutor is like your specialized coach who's yeah gonna help you yeah and they're it. writing it down they're drawing it out for the kids you know they're not just hitting you know it's pretty neat and on the same line of tutoring they now, as the kids go through summer break, now they have like math camp and science camp yeah. um, at the actual school where your oh, kids yeah. go STEM, that, STEM that allow oh you to gosh, maintain, STEM, yeah, man, it pumps me up. yeah, to keep a lot of those skills kind of fresh because um, they make it fun. Yeah. As yeah. fun as it can be. You know, you're if you're competing with unrestricted iPad and Nintendo time, nothing is going to be fun, you know? Yeah. Except for outside. That's right. So you got like, this this year. It's been a <laughs> what a mess. Unusually warm. Anyway. Uh, a couple of the other learning styles that we'll kind of touch on here briefly: the uh, logical or analytical uh, learners, the mm. ones that want why is it this way? You know, how did this come to be? What are my next steps? Those kind of learners are best the connections, causes, the patterns, everything that kind of deals with that. Uh, social and linguistic learners are the ones that are good with group learning, talking about it, figuring it out. I know that a bunch of times that we've had problems in the office regarding coding or something like that, we all get together in a huddle and like, okay, how is this going to be coded out? You know, that it's a different kind of situation, but the talking about and seeing what your line of thinking is, and then you know, getting input from other people is like, well. That's a good idea, but like, let think about it this way: somebody else's hot take or different take on a subject kind of can spur that that learning curve. I love it. The other two, they're you know black and white. It's solitary and then group learning. Mm-hmm. So solitary is exactly what it sounds like. Right. They want a book in front of them. They want all the information that they need to learn, 
give them a couple months and they'll have it down pat. The uh, other one is the uh, the other nature. two actually yeah, yeah nature. nature. Um, back on the uh, just real quick on the solo yeah I think of all these and it's different times maybe in your life or different aspects or different things you're learning. I definitely think if I'm learning something like the first time I remember. In college, I would go to the library and I'd find like oh yeah, I'd be on the third floor, yeah, the back back the way corner, back, right. And the first time I learned something, that's kind of the way I wanted to learn. Mm, I wanted yeah. to be on my own, figuring things out on my own. Mm. It was a little different at Mizzou's library if you're on the third floor, way at the back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. library is, you know, it's the it's this it's Missouri's public depository for records at Mizzou was oh. at that library, but also it's weird. Some weird stuff. Going yeah, on. don't. Dang. No problem. Don't go back there. No solitary learning. Don't go back. So you you could do that. Just do that in the front. Okay. You know. Yeah. yeah. Weird. All right. Yeah. You, there's people have been lost back up there in the stacks for decades. You're like, where's the? Like, go there. It's like, what year is it? You're like, get out of here. You know. So. Um, uh, one more thing to add regarding uh, learning. I feel like I really know a subject if I'm able to teach somebody else it. If I understand how how to do long division and I can t- I can explain in detail how to formulate it and go step by step, I feel like it's the be- it's the best thing for me. If I need gotcha. to explain yeah. to you how to kick a soccer ball, mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna say approach it, foot on this side, square square your hips, kick through it. If you're if you're going for your for a pass or for a shot. That's the way that I know that I have the subject down pat. Yeah. I can talk to you nonstop. I can explain exactly how to do it, why you're doing it that way, and fix anything anything that I need to while I'm explaining how to do it. Yeah. That that's how I know that I understand the subject. Definitely. I had one instructor who he he probably said it during the semester like at least 50 times. He said if you can't teach it, you don't know it. Yeah. That's, he would say that all the time. So, and I agree like when it comes to the solitary learning, that's how I like to learn it first. Mm-hmm. But then beyond that, when you're in group, you're studying with a group. I'm, I agree with you. Yeah, like I got want to be able to teach it, and then you know yeah. that. You and that's just the that's just a cool skill to develop anyway. Being right. able to teach people stuff It's just a, you know, it's it's right up there. You know, you talk about faith, hope, and love, like yeah. just a reference to the Bible. Like you're at your best when you're helping others. You know. And yep. then when you're teaching them, that's just an incredible way to do it. So yeah, that's cool, awesome. And then the nature learners, I don't, I love being in nature. Personally, I found in the past when I go outside and try to read or study, I have a hard time because <laughs> I don't want to be doing something. Oh else. yeah, forget. Like it's a nice day, and yeah, I'm like, I'm out it. there, and I start reading. I'm like, you know what? Forget this. I'm, I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm in the woods, like, like be active, and that yeah. is my preferred location. Is the woods. Yeah. So they're not teaching me anything there because I won't be able to focus. Yeah. Now, if it's something to do with the woods, nature, yeah. Or the, yeah oh, yeah. Then, oh, yeah. yeah we're talking but about canopies or something. Sure. Yeah. It has to be, I think, yeah, I have to woods learn something related. about the outdoors. Yeah. God, yeah. God bless those people that can stay focused in the classroom. You know, Quiver River State Park, the best state park on earth. They have just tons and tons and tons of workshops. You know, learning about raptors, learning about spiders, learning about animals that come out at night. And they have this outdoor workshop classroom, and it is stupid cool. Like, if, you, if you've if you been listening to this podcast and you haven't been to Quiver River State Park or taken part in it, you're just really missing out. It's just 
or you somehow listen to the only one podcast where we don't <laughs> we mention didn't it. <laughs> reference that wonderful state park and those incredible park rangers. Yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. I'm, I'm back. You're good, man. Yeah. You're good. Um, so that's that's what we wanted to bring to you today was the yeah. discussion on learning how to do it the best way for yourself. And then if you need to change things, change things. Yeah. Don't just keep throwing uh, mud against the wall and hope that it sticks. Nope, that's not the saying. What's the saying? Don't the saying we can't say. Oh, okay. Bunch, the the other mud. Yeah. The other mud. Yeah. Okay. So, um, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. For myself, Dr. Matt, Dr. Josh, Dr. Brad. Have a good week. Yep. Um, and then if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to leave mm. them on the podcast. And yeah. If you if you need to email me, it's Dr. Matt at mfwellness.org. Not .net. That's weird. Yeah. Good weird stuff there. Yeah. .org. All right. Thanks for All listening. Right. Bye, guys. A big thank you goes to Hug Monster Sound for all the f- hard work they put into making us sound so great.